What's up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another Review Point podcast coming to you from fanboysanonymous.com. WandaVision is over for at least season one. I don't know if there's going to be a season two, so maybe the series, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see, I guess, in due time. So we're going to break down the episodes here, all nine of them, and talk about our overall thoughts on the series or season or whatever as a whole. I'm Tony Mango. Robert E. Felice is with me. Ah, uh, who's been messing with everything? It's been fanboys all along. I uh, I, I don't know where we're going to go with this. Uh, like, we, we don't have a set. Like, here's the structure we're going to go. So, I guess uh, be patient with us kind of bouncing around different topics. We're not going to go, like, episode one, episode two, episode three. We're just going to go, like, hey, Monica, let's talk about her. And, like, that kind of a thing. So... Uh, keep in mind throughout this whole podcast, we want to know what you guys have to say as well. Drop the comments in the comment section below on YouTube in particular. Send us a tweet at Fanboys Anon or post something on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Fanboys Anonymous. Put something on the page on fanboysanonymous.com. Tweet at us in particular, Tony Mango and Dude Felice. And um, you know, kind of keep the discussion going from whatever we say here. Generally speaking... You're a thumbs up on this, right? I am. I really thought that this was a fun television series. I think it could have very easily been like one movie in the MCU, but I like it as a series. I thought the sitcom stuff was cute. I know we're going to disagree on that completely, (laughs) but I enjoyed that. Like, I, I don't know. I enjoyed the whole show. It was just nice appointment viewing and i think that the world needs more of that i generally speaking think that this was a very drawn out decent one shot that dropped the ball like uh well i mean we're going to dive deeper into some of these but just like surface level you're totally right when you said this could have been one movie it's nine episodes long it's not full nine like 50 minute episodes or anything so it's not like it's you know uh, uh the size of an entire series but i don't think that this worked as a tv show i think that this would have been a lot better if it would have been one two hour and 20 minute movie so one of the things i noticed was the very early episodes were very quick and sometimes, even though it looked like there was a whole chunk left, it's just because the credits were so long. Yeah, and, that's true. Like, that threw me off a bit in the beginning. But I'm curious, because I had asked you early on what you thought about it, and you were not a fan on episode one. Did you end up liking it more than you did when you first started watching yeah, so for anybody who didn't check out the bonus, it was a bonus features that we did, or did we do it? It was bonus features. It was okay. So it was a the Patreon exclusive thing, which if you don't know by the way, everybody, uh, we do uh, Patreon exclusive episodes once in a while here and there. So if you want to listen to those, you got to be a part of the bonus features tier on Patreon, and um, then you could have listened to our first impressions kind of breakdown of the first two episodes or so. Uh, yeah, I didn't like it for a couple different reasons. One of them being I am not at all a fan of I Love Lucy and Bewitched and 
uh, Dick Van Dyke show and everything like that era to me is awful. And uh, it, it's it extends even well, past these shows too. About that era? So I hate old timey almost everything. <laughs> and I I'm not even exaggerating. Somebody would be like, "Oh come on, you're no." I I pretty much hate everything old timey. Like I think that for instance, uh, Emma Caulfield plays Dottie in this. And when you see Dottie and, you know, she's all like, you know, for the children and whatever, I'm like, oh, man, Emma Caulfield is so pretty. It's a shame she's got that hairstyle. <laughs> and, like, the the music during that time frame, the Yakety Yak song, I hate it. The, the movies from back then, you know, like, literally any show that my grandmother would watch, <laughs> I think it's just god-awful. Like Green Acres, da 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 da, ba ba, Times Square, and all this. It's like, oh god, I fucking hate it. Uh, I I hate the way that they used to talk in movies, uh, especially if it's like a mobster thing. Good lord, then it's the whole like, yeah, see, I'm gonna stick one up for you, like, and and you get the other people that are the the actors they didn't seem like they were real people it was always like well let me tell you something here buster <laughs> you know? i don't hate, i don't like that at all i don't like the comedy i don't dig the old school like you told me earlier you don't even like the three stooges you'll hear that no. <laughs> I, I don't like the three stooges i don't like the the wife stays at home and and cooks dinner for the guy who just came from the office and he he reads the newspaper in the morning with his glass of orange juice and their their little kids got a bowl cut you know leave it to beaver kind of bullshit i hate it i hate all of it and i so, i do that for every era too like for anybody who goes oh okay well you're more of a whatever guy i think that the 60s is dumb i think that the 70s like we're we're doing our um our James Bond film breakdown of a review to a kill. And we earlier today, which this is March, March 9th. Um, we recorded our thing for the spy who loved me, which you're going to hear April 2nd or so. Um, one of the things I complained about with that is the disco music. Cause I'm like, God, this is awful. Like, it's just, I hate all of it. <laughs> so when they go in any movie or in any TV show, for the most part, if one of the hooks is, wouldn't it be neat if we were also in a different time period? I'm like, no, not really. And that tends to be a major disconnect with me. Like those X-Men films, when they're like, we're going to go back in time, we're going to do the first class. I'm like, oh, cool. They're like, well, it'll be all the 60s. Isn't that neat? I'm like, well, I mean, it has to be the 60s because the 90s were when they started. But that doesn't mean that that's more neat. It's just following continuity. And then people are like, oh, but see, like, Mystique's going to be wearing this kind of an outfit. I'm like, yeah. And then they go, oh, you know, the next one's the 70s. And I'm like, why? Yeah, the next one's the 80s. They're going to reference uh, records. Okay. Am I supposed to pop? Like, yeah. That's like wrestling term. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there you do. Before we recorded this, we're talking about how we use wrestling terms in way too many uh, things in real life. Pop means, like, get excited. You know? So, it's uh, if you listen to our review of Wonder Woman 1984, you'll know that I think doing things in an era just for the sake of them is stupid. But I think this show and the way it progressed did it well enough 
that I found it charming. I did eventually appreciate that they bothered to say why and that it was that uh and spoilers by the way for anybody <laughs> if uh before we get into like the specifics about stuff we're gonna spoil everything as if you've seen this whole show um so keep that in mind uh i do like that they eventually had it where her escape from this war-torn uh sokovia was to watch these old sitcoms and somehow malcolm in the middle despite the fact that that wasn't on dvd at the time but just yeah yeah but like that okay she's using that as like her regression and that's that's her safe zone so i'm like okay i like that but that's where i go into if this was a two and a half hour movie they would have trimmed the other parts down and i would have liked it better because then we wouldn't have had 60 minutes worth of an old sitcom because that should that second episode in particular it's just a sitcom episode. The one with the whole um, the magic act, you know? Yeah. If you boil that down to what elements actually progress the story, it's maybe like six minutes. Maybe. The rest of it's just wacky little hijinks. And I'm not into that. I'm not into the, I gotta make a dinner for the um, the boss because he's whatever. I'm into, uh, stop it, stop it. You know, that, that section and the vision help him. Like, So if they would have started that out and made that a little bit quicker and gotten more to when you introduce like Jimmy and Hayward and that kind of stuff, it got better to me. And by the time you got to the end of the show, I'm like, oh, crap. They're not going to really do anything other than just wrap this up. Well, that's disappointing, you know? So, uh, just a side note, I can't see Kitty from that 70s show without thinking of Kitty from that 70s show. She's and... perpetually that forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that threw me off a lot. Same with um, uh, Red. Yeah. Like, he's either Red or he's Clarence Boddicker. <laughs> That's it. You're either the dude from RoboCop or you're Eric Foreman's dad. Oh, okay. Um, there, there's a few other people in uh, sitcoms and shows like that, like uh, the father on Everybody Loves Raymond. If he's not young Frankenstein, yep, yeah, <laughs> it just is. At most, he's the other guy at the toy business thing in um the Santa Claus. <laughs> they get typecast for those kind of things and. Um, and kudos to the other Olsen for not. Like, Elizabeth Olsen is fucking awesome. Yeah, she's like top tier when it comes to that whole thing. I, I loved the meme that was going around of when she was all like sunken in and like, you know, kind of draining all of her energy and people are like, oh, I see the resemblance now. <laughs> That's pretty mean. Oh, <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> they, they entertained you. Come on. <laughs> Don't do that to Michelle. Everywhere <laughs> you. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I guess we'll bounce around here, here and there. Um, you guys know the plot. You're not listening to this without knowing the plot. You've probably watched the whole season to begin with, so we don't need to break that down. But the um, one of the criticisms that is a major criticism most people have, and it's one that I jump on board with too, is I don't like it when 
a show sets itself up for failure with not knowing its audience. And that applies in a couple different ways, but one of them is how many movies have they done by now? 20 something. How many other TV shows have they been a part of? You know, some of them aren't canon and whatever now, um, especially now with the dark hold. Um, they know the MCU fans. Kevin Feige knows what we're like. That's why whenever he's cutting, cutting interviews, I was going to say cutting promos, uh, <laughs> got the wrestling mindset going on right now. Whenever he's giving uh, an interview and people are like, can you tell us about such and such? And he'll be like, well, you know, anything can happen and uh, I don't want to promise anything, but you'll see. We've got some stuff working, whatever. He knows not to say things like, yep, I guarantee you Silver Surfer's popping up tomorrow. Or like, well, you know, if you're a real big fan of um, Isaiah Bradley, you better watch uh, Winter Soldier and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier or something like Sure, he'll name drop some people once in a while and say things like, I'm interested in telling stories about these type of characters and, you know, we're going to get around to a lot of things. You might do it differently, whatever. But I feel like this show, they forgot that their fans are super duper obsessed. And there were so many parts of this show that just didn't amount to anything. Some of them were little tiny Easter eggs. Like the Grim Reaper's helmet. Like, well, why did you put the Grim Reaper's helmet in there? Oh, because wouldn't that be funny if you saw that? Well, why? You know? I enjoyed the commercials. I thought the commercials were, you know, nice little Easter eggs. And hey, look at this, you know? Yeah, I, I like the commercials. I think it would have been a little bit better if they would have really led somewhere. But, right. I mean, they were trying to be more poetic about it. Um, but to me, it's more of a problem with like, you don't set up something like the aerospace engineer and have, um, Tiana Paris, I forget the words she had specifically said, but she had said something along the lines of, I'm really excited for how people are going to react to that reveal. And the reveal's like, it's this some woman. And you're like, well, then what, who, why are you excited about that? That would be like saying, uh, I've been cast in Batman Begins, and I'm going to play this really important character. I'm this little boy that talks to Batman at some point and gets a gadget from him. And people are like, you're Dick Grayson? And he's like, no, I'm little blonde haired boy. Isn't that great? And then you go, no, who the fuck's the little blonde haired boy? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That people do that all the time with different movies. And normally it's just the fans that are doing that. And then that's not the fault of the people. You know, if you ever see like a casting sheet for any of these types of movies, it'll be like we're casting a uh thirty to forty year old male uh preferably white open to other uh ethnicities and people will be like dr doom it's dr doom and you're like no that's not what they're saying relax but then when you get paul bettany going i'm really excited about this thing i i worked with this actor i've always wanted to work with and then you find out he's just trolling everybody and it's he's working with himself and the uh 
aerospace engineer. Everybody starts going you would nuts. Do that. Hold on, you would be stoked to work with yourself. See, I um, I would do the Paul Bettany one, <laughs> but I wouldn't do it after I would notice that all these other people are doing these other things too, because they're setting up like, oh, what's the Grim Reaper thing up for? What are the um, what's up with the rabbit? What's Senior Scratchy? Who's Ralph? What's going on with uh, Pietro? Who's the aerospace engineer? Is that Reed Richards? Who's Jimmy Woo's uh, uh, witness protection person? And then the answers by the end of the series are the rabbit's just a rabbit. Pietro's just a guy. And his name is Ralph Boner. Uh, Paul Bettany's just working with himself. The aerospace engineer is just a woman. It, she's just somebody, Agent Rodriguez or whatever. Uh, there's no Doctor Strange cameo. Oh, that was another thing too. Uh, I think it was Elizabeth Olsen was like, "Yeah, there's like a big cameo that pops up, and it's the same as like that Luke Skywalker one from The Mandalorian." And what was that supposed to be? The scroll? I guess. I think, I think that they had said that there was a, like it was supposed to be strange, but there's a reason it just couldn't be. Any of that. To me, that's where you get into, you made a bunch of promises and you didn't live up to it. Now you've made your bed. Now you got to sleep in it. Kind of anybody like the director, I think it was, had said before the last episode, people are going to be disappointed. You shouldn't have to say that about your product. Although I wish more people were in tune enough to say that about their product. Oh, yeah. It's much better to say that than to say, no, no, no. We gave you exactly what you would want and you're just wrong. At least they're acknowledging, like, hey, we kind of teased you and you fell for it and now we feel bad because now you got your hopes up and it's not going to be that good. Sorry. Like. Yeah, I'll take the openness of saying that I'll be disappointed, though. Like, uh, I could see a, a number of scenarios here that I felt underwhelmed about. Besides the ones that I just mentioned, too, because those are definitely some of them. But, like, director Tyler Hayward, he's not a character in the comics that I'm aware of. So everybody naturally is going, is he another character in disguise? Is he secretly Loki? Is it going to lead into the series? Is he actually, like, um, you know, a life model decoy? Or is he some kind of... Uh, Nando V movies have put out something about is he Red Skull? And I'm like, I don't think that he's Red Skull. But like, you know, if you create a character out of nothing, there's a chance based off of the way that the history of the MCU has gone. A lot of characters aren't the actual character names. And you've gotten, I mean, Agnes. Everybody immediately was like, oh, she's Agatha Harkness. Yeah. And then, and then it's like, okay, yeah, she's Agatha Harkness. And then you see Monica Rambeau, and she's not uh, Gabrielle, I think her name was, or something. I forget. Uh, um, I think it started with a G. Giovanna or Gabrielle or um, something. She, uh, but uh, It's going to drive me nuts. It probably Hold is. <laughs> uh, Wikipedia doesn't say it. No. Geraldine. There we go. Thank you. Yeah, something like that. Uh, but that, like, that's disappointing. It's disappointing when the big bad of the whole thing could have been a lot of other characters. Like, Hayward could have been Mephisto. That would have been pretty awesome. And instead, he's just generic 
government guy. You're like, damn. Now, they didn't promise that he would be anything more than that, so we're just getting our hopes up. But wouldn't you know by now, after doing 10 plus years worth of the series, that if you're one of your main villains is generic government guy that we just created for the show, couldn't you at least have made him one of the generic government guys from the comics? You know? Yeah, I, I didn't really like Hayward. I didn't like the... I didn't like the the twist that he was actually like, you know, evil all along. You gotta say heel turn. I, I almost said I didn't like the swerve that he was actually <laughs> heel. Like, Forgive us for our wrestling talk, everybody. <laughs> yeah, like I, I apologize, but that's just what I know. Yeah, I really didn't like that. I didn't like that. Uh, you know. Because it's just, aha, you think we're the good guys, and we're actually, we don't care about these mutants, these freaks. And it's like, eh, I've seen it. What a stark change, too, where he goes from, I don't know if you had the same impression I had, but when they first introduced him, you're like, all right, he's bad. Like, yeah. But then he gets to the point where he's just like, I'm just going to shoot little kids. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, just going to shoot Tommy and Billy. Shoot him right in the face. You're like, all right, you went from a misguided government stooge type of guy to a child murderer. <laughs> okay. I like, I like Tommy and Billy, by the way. Tommy and Billy were fun. I like them. Uh, I liked Tommy better. All right. Uh, wait, which one's the speedster one? I think it was. That's Billy, Black. I think. I think it was Billy. I liked the, the non the non, speedster like the one, one who had the, like, the telepathy. And yeah. Stuff. The Wanda one. <laughs> Yeah, the Wanda one, not the Quicksilver one. Whichever one grows up to be Wiccan instead of Speed. Which, what dumb name. Oh, what's your uh, code name? Speed. What do you do? Speed. <laughs> well, not that he does speed. Kids <laughs> like, you know, on drugs or something. Like, that's not where we're going. Uh, but, like, I like them. Like, they introduce them in there, and, you know, they're fun little characters. Yeah. They they were fun. Uh, Vision's a blast. Vision was like, maybe my favorite part of the whole thing. He's so much fun. You seen those memes going around about the what is swag? No. <laughs> like people are taking the shot of him with, or he just has his hand on his uh like chest, and he's like you know like oh Wanda like whatever, and people are like uh putting like a gold chain and like a hat on yeah, him and yeah, stuff. I and then, see one where he looks like the, uh, the rock theme. Right. Yeah. And they're like, what is swag other than uh, like style persevering or something? That ship of Theseus thing was fantastic. I loved that. That was one of my favorite parts of this whole entire series. For anybody losing context of this, it's when, uh, which, uh, you know, for that too, I love that they did the white vision. Because I've been waiting for White Vision to be a thing. I thought that when Thanos pulled the Mind Stone out and he went kind of grayish, I was like, oh, okay, that's how they're going to do White Vision then. They're just going to, you know, Shuri is going to have him backed up. And by the time we get to Endgame, he's going to be White Vision instead and whatever. They did it this way instead. And they had Vision against White Vision and whatever. And I like that it wasn't just, you know, smashy, smashy. They bring up the whole ship of Theseus and whatever. And have a philosophical debate about it. That, that's vision right there. That's awesome. Yeah. And there was, of course, the, uh, the line about grief that everybody really clung to the whole, what is grief? If not love persevering. 
Yeah, that's like the standout quote from this. Yeah. And it was really good. Like it's it was a show that made you think and also kind of gave you your superpower fill, gave you your sitcom fill if you're into that. And I don't know. Like it's not gonna be my favorite thing ever from Marvel, but it was a nice Friday treat is basically what I'm going to keep coming back to. Well, that's something that I didn't like either. And it seems like that's going to be a thing going forward. Mandalorian (laughs) fucked us. (laughs) They, they did this whole, we're going to release one episode a week type of thing. And then people went, Oh, that let's do that from now on. And I think I would have liked this better if I would have been able to binge it. Because then I wouldn't have waited a whole week each particular time and spent, you know, seven weeks or so dealing with like, okay, it's it's Friday, I'm going to watch this episode. And then when I watch it, it's 75% of it is making fun of Malcolm in the Middle, which I didn't like. I never was a fan of Malcolm in the Middle. Um, the theme song. Life is unfair. That was the right song, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm like, wait a minute. Am I thinking of a different song here? Just you know, uh, gonna pull out some Perfect Strangers or something. <laughs> uh, Family Matters, great song too. You know, um, but the like after watching that kind of, you get those jokes in those episodes, and then they go, here's the little tease to move the next episode on, and then I gotta wait another week. I think if I would have been able to binge it, I would have liked that better. Yeah, but I I feel like that's one of those complaints that's very just like, we're we're spoiled, you know? Well, that's where I get into the movie thing, because when you watch a movie, you watch the whole thing. Fair. So if this would have been condensed into one movie, it would have been one shot at the theater. I'm proud of you for not saying merge. (laughs) (laughs) What did I say instead? I just naturally thought that I said merge. Condensed. Condensed. There you go. I want to merge everything. Merging's just, it's good. Makes so much sense. And if you would have merged a couple of these episodes, I think it would have been better. Like, uh, I could have merged the first two, and I think that's why they released the first two in one day. Usually my issue with TV shows that are like this, like, not necessarily that they have to be like a sitcom type of thing where the episodes are all standalone, but if they're some kind of a sequential story... More often than not, I'll look back on the season and I'll think you could have trimmed a bunch of episodes. Shows like right. The Flash in particular, they're like 22 episodes and you're like, you had enough content for eight. And then you had a side story that took up five full episodes. And then you had a lot of people just arguing for the sake of filling up the episode and CW shows are really bad at that. But like the uh, the side plots... Or the things that lead to things that lead to things just for the sake of making it a, a more winding maze. That gets under my skin. Like, Wanda sees the helicopter. There's probably a good couple of minutes dedicated to just like, ooh, what's with the helicopter? And it's like, it was a drone. And you're like, okay, that, that would have been about 45 seconds in a movie. You know? I don't know, because they they end up going back to it once, you know, Monica is out of Westview. 
and then you're kind of getting acclimated with, okay, how did all this actually happen? That's when I thought the show started getting better. Once they introduced those characters on the outside, I liked it a lot better. But unfortunately, one of them is Darcy. I don't like, I don't like Darcy. Do you not like her or do you like, do you not like the actress? Or do you well, not, I'll say I'll say it like this. Uh, I definitely don't like the Darcy Lewis character. But I also uh, haven't seen Kat Dennings in anything that I've liked her in. And I think the thing that I've liked her the most in is Two Broke Girls. But I even stopped watching that show because it was just like, yeah, they're kind of annoying. Yeah. So <laughs> Two Broke Girls was appointment viewing i believe it was thursday night viewing and it was good for th- for a couple seasons for like the first two day, i think i had seen yep and then one day by season three i just said all right i think i'm out <laughs> like and that's that's kind of my experience with two broke girls as well i did like her in nick and nora's infinite playlist never seen it i i, I think she just looks good quite frankly Oh, she's attractive, that's for sure. And I hate her voice with like that kind of like uh I find embracing that kind of thing. Like I think like she she's got an iconic voice and she'll be typecast for the majority of her life. I think she'll be the kind of snarky mm-hmm. girl she does a great job of that. that like she has an annoying voice for that type of role so she does it well but then it's like oh damn you're annoying <laughs> you know, like, like the cw is going to do a live action powerpuff girls for whatever fucking reason i don't know hmm. but like if they were going to be adults she could totally play adult buttercup no idea what buttercup is i've never seen the show <laughs> okay well that's fair right? <laughs> if you're out there and you understood what i just said Drop a comment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, uh, if they were to say to me heading into this show, okay, we want to kind of introduce these sort of characters, who can we pull in? Saying that they were going to bring Jimmy Woo, I'm all for. Randall Park is great. Jimmy Woo is a character that I like. I really loved, in particular, that, like, he's mastered the uh, sleight of hand magic tricks because he's had five years (laughs) to do that from Ant-Man. So that's like, I love that little bit. And I love when the movies do this kind of thing. Like, um, forget the character's name, but how they incorporated the, uh, the, the team of people with Mysterio in Spider-Man Far From Home, where it's not just, okay, Quentin Beck is this guy and he did this thing. It's like, no, Quentin Beck is a guy who worked on Barf. You're like, oh, okay, that's kind of neat. And they go, oh, well, he also is teaming with this person from that part of the movie and this person for that one, including the the guy who gets yelled at from Obadiah Stane. You know, Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave with a box of scraps. You know, box of scraps guy. I'm like, Duke, that's box of scraps guy. <laughs> like, you know, kind of. So I love when they do that in these kind of things. And I do really appreciate that they brought Darcy in because she should be a part of something like S.W.O.R.D., She's been a part of Thor. Like, she's worked on these kind of projects. Like, she should be a valuable asset. But then I'm like, oh, man, I would have rather have had that be Eric Selvig. You know? 
Yeah, I get it. Like, I think the people that they brought in specifically, the the actors know the television show f- format because, you know, Randall Park's been in a lot of different shows and we just mentioned Kat Dennings has done sitcom stuff. So I think they fit the show. Yeah. But I agree. I think those parts could have also gone to other people within the MCU. And that's probably another thing too is like, well, why would we go with like Selvig? We've already had him in a bunch of movies. Let's get her in there just to, we haven't seen her in a while. I don't like dislike that. You know, it's just a matter of, that's like the personal preference nitpicking that I can do as opposed to a big problem of something like why would you set up uh, Evan Peters to be Pietro where ev- you know everybody is going to start going, does that mean X-Men is crossed over? Is it a dimensional thing? Like, is it what I-? And then they go, nope, his name's Boner. Ha <laughs> ha, gotcha. And you're like, Boner. Really? Come on. You nice. you clearly named him Ralph Boner because you thought it'd be funny to get one over on the audience. But you can't lie a bunch of times and play jokes on the audience and then go, well, why are they upset? It's like, well, you made them feel like idiots. That's why. You know? So we were talking off air and I told you that I recently learned that in the comic books as of like 2014, Wanda and Pietro are no longer the adopted children of Magneto. And I am not a fan of that. I was thinking, hell yes, X-Men, like let's go. And I'm still waiting. See, that's something we totally disagree about. I've never been a big fan of Wanda and Pietro. And like um the grand scheme of the Avengers to me they're pretty low on I don't know like I it's, yeah actually it'd be kind of interesting to do this at some point if we did like a tier list of like Avengers characters. Maybe we'll do that one day. Um I'm going to write that down in my notes cuz I think that'd be fun. Uh, tier list of Avengers and probably Justice League will do that at another point too um, but if we're going like A tier S tier B tier you know well, S is top S tier A tier B tier whatever of Avengers type characters you got Spider-Man you got Iron Man you got Captain America Thor Hulk you know those are like the S and A type tier kind of characters somebody like a Hawkeye and a Black Widow they're on like the lower tier underneath them and you start getting lower and lower Wanda and Pietro are maybe like D tier for me they're they're above like they're above the characters that you have to actually go on like Wikipedia for like I'll just open up a Wikipedia page right now a list of Avengers uh, uh, roster or something I don't know Uh, Avengers members, that's the word I'm trying to think of. <laughs> you say roster? Yeah, it's a wrestling thing stuck in my head again. Um, so, like, I couldn't even tell you anything about Swordsman. Who's Swordsman? And I don't know anything about Black Knight. So eventually when we get into the Eternals, I don't know anything about that character, Dane Whitman. I can't tell you anything about Two-Gun Kid. Obviously, those are, like, very, very low. But, you know, Black Panther so much cooler. He's very high up. Uh, not Iron Man level, but he's he's pretty high up. He's higher than Wonder Man, for instance. And 
something like the show, like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I want them to incorporate characters like Patriot and to have, I, I love that they're doing US agent and everything. Eventually we got to get Quasar in Captain Marvel, but I can't tell you the backstory of Quasar and Wanda and Pietro are those types of characters where I'm like, if they would have gotten as deep into the MCU as the infinity uh, war film, and they wouldn't have introduced them, I would have thought that that's weird. But I wasn't clamoring for them to be in the first Avengers. Same with, like, Wasp. I'm like, oh, you can get around to Wasp a little bit. So, do you think that this show changes that, though? How Does so? Does this show elevate them in the... Oh, Jesus Christ. In the mind of maybe people who aren't super fans that, you know, like how... Guardians of the Galaxy, for example. Yeah, Nobody I had no idea. Guardians of the Galaxy was like, I had heard now, very little about like Gamora, and that was basically it. And now everybody's like, oh, Star Lord and Rocket Raccoon, and these are mainstream super. It's like, are they though? And I think Wanda and Vision and Pietro can kind of work their way into that realm. Yeah, they've upgraded for sure. I've always for liked record, Vision better than the other two in particular, too. For the record, I just want to say, I did almost say, do you think they're elevated in the mind of the casual fan? <laughs> we're, just... we're totally stuck on pro wrestling mode. Go to smartgotmoment.com if you want pro wrestling stuff, everybody. But yeah, like, I look at those characters in that kind of way, but at the same time, I've never liked them as part of the X-Men series. I've always liked them so much better as part of just the Avengers. Because the X-Men franchise to me works best when it's characters that can play into that whole like discriminate uh discrimination kind of angle. So this is a controversial opinion. I don't think Storm should be an X-Men character. Really? I think she would be so much better outside of the X-Men franchise. And really if you better. just straight up Avengers. Like she's just this there's the difference between a mutant and a mutate that kind of thing like spider-man's a mutate instead of a mutant because he's not born with it make her somebody who she got her powers through blah 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 because i think she's like she's very regal and she's got way too strong of a power set to be in the x-men without having to be nerfed all the time I'd like her to be a type of character that is kind of like the Hulk where you don't make her one of the core, core, always in the fight type of characters because she's too strong for that, but she's a big gun. Right. And I want her to kind of be their Wonder Woman a little bit too. You know what? I I guess I could equate her to like, I've always looked at Hulk and Flash as very similar, which sounds ridiculous, but everybody listening, like, hold on for a second. I'll, I'll explain. Hulk works better in a team than by himself. When you get a Hulk story and you do like a series, eventually you just have Hulk fights a bunch of other Hulks and it gets boring. And when you do the Flash, you eventually just need to have Flash against other speedsters. And you've once you've told that story twice, you've told everything you need to tell. 
I went back in time and reverse Flash did his thing and we did Flashpoint. Okay, well, after that point, Flash is able to go back in time and he's got the infinite mass punch and all that. Why is Captain Cold a problem? He's a dude with a gun. There's no way he should put up a fight. Just like nobody should put up a fight against Hulk. So if those two are kind of the equivalents, I would say Storm would be like a Martian Manhunter for the Justice League. Kind of like a Swiss Army knife type of thing. I like my X-Men to be Cyclops, Gene, Wolverine, Beast, Nightcrawler, Colossus, Kitty Pride, uh Obviously, like Magneto, Sabretooth, Mystique, those kind of characters. And then all the characters like the Morlocks, where it's just like, um, I got the ability of suction cups on my eyelids. And you're like, ah, it sucks. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> or like Angel, Archangel, where you're like, he's this dude's got wings and that's it. Yeah, I'm not a fan of him. He's, he's gotten some better stuff, like where they make him, he's got like his bones are different, whatever, you know, they, they've played around with him, but I always feel like Storm in those scenarios, she always gets the shaft because she's not as cool as Wolverine. And then Cyclops is always the leader of the team and Jean's always the main girl. So Storm's just sort of there being like the mom and she never gets to do anything fun because she's always the, the one that's like, hey, you shouldn't do that. And you're like, ah, she's cooler than that. Like She's like an awesome character. Getting for moms having their own lives. Yeah, you know, they, they deserve uh, that glass of wine. <laughs> Or whatever it is. So I like Wanda and Pietro better as just two characters in the Avengers. Because once you start getting into Magneto's Got Kids, then you start getting into, well, why is magic a part of the stories about the the X-Men? Like, why is the gem of Sidorak something that has to do with Juggernaut? Juggernaut should just be a big dude. Not this but whole, oh, it's a blob. He's a big dude, too. There's a million uh, uh, telepaths, you know? That's, right. that's something that they should merge. <laughs> and if you're interested, I have notes <laughs> on a blueprint. You don't have... Oh, my God. <laughs> I have an X-Men blueprint. I have notes, and I'll, I'll spoil one thing. Uh, Psylocke is Jean Grey. I knew it. Because you don't need 50 characters with the same powers. So you make uh, Psylocke... The code name for Jean Grey because she never has a good code name. She's just Jean Grey, and she's Marvel Girl and Phoenix. And it's like, why is she Phoenix? She shouldn't be Phoenix until she becomes the Phoenix. So you make her Psylocke because she's got a lock on her psyche, and she's got multiple personality disorders. So all Betty, Betsy, Braddock, and whatever are different personalities. And she's got a weapon, you know, whatever. Make stop her talking, make them pay for it. Stop <laughs> talking. <laughs> that's that's your tease of one character. Uh, you know, like that that type of thing is how I approach that. So, like, I didn't think it's disappointing if they don't put Magneto in here because I don't want them to be a part of Magneto. I like the whole high evolutionary angle. But you're looking at that as disappointing because you wanted that specifically. I want the X-Men, but I don't want them to be tied to Magneto. It's a long-winded way of me to say that. (laughs) It's like a five-minute diatribe I went on. 
<laughs> I, I'm ready for the X-Men. I'm ready for, like, good X-Men films. Like, I, the kids these days, they don't know good X-Men films. They haven't had one. Yeah, you're, like, 13 movies deep in this franchise or something. And people will be like, so, I'm going to check out the most recent X-Men movie. And you're like, no, 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 don't do that. That was the New Mutants. Oh, well, what, what's wrong with the New Mutants? Oh, it's the worst out of the worst. <laughs> Go back and check out number two <laughs> and, and Days of Future Past. Again, merge. You know, good elements of some of these movies, but you merge them all together. You make uh, four movies out of them and it ends up being four damn good movies. I just feel like, you know, we're 21 years, well, probably more than 20, but we'll get closer to 21 years since the first X-Men movie release and People don't know. That's what started all this. And, like, it was good. Yeah, I actually really like that first X-Men movie. It's got some flaws, but by and large, it's a pretty damn good movie. I definitely want the Astonishing X-Men. I definitely want Yellow and Blue. Uncanny X-Men. It's my vote. I just, I want them to go full, like, comic. Let's just do it. Who's your, your lineup? If you're hoping for it. How many people you'd make? Realistically, you probably could have a, a cast of like maybe eight main characters from the X-Men side and then villains. Cyclops, Jean, Logan, Colossus, Kitty, Nightcrawler, Gambit, and Rogue. Uh, villains, obviously Magneto, Mystique, Juggernaut, uh, Maybe you have, like, Toad as, like, a fucking throwaway that people can beat up. You know, put the blob in there. Like, man, you go with the core because you gotta, like, get people reintroduced almost. But you do it, you do it right. You do it with the suits. You do everything you got going on, and it'll be good. I just want to see them in a good MCU film. I think it's crazy that after all the X-Men films we've gotten, we still don't have Avalanche. We've gotten you know multiple characters of some characters that I had never even heard of before. And I think we've gotten like three versions of Sunspot. And they're like, nope, no Avalanche. I'm like, really? Avalanche is cool. Do Avalanche. Um, so I didn't like the Pietro thing because... They know that they're setting themselves up for people to think that that's X-Men related. And then for it to just be a boner joke. <laughs> come on, you know. B- boner. <laughs> I like that they called him Theatro. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that little touch is nice. I kind of, uh, I don't know if you know the whole uh, theory that Paul McCartney is actually dead. But there, there's a section of people who call... Paul McCartney, Paul McCartney. As like F A U X. Yeah, like as in Paul. <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs> I like that. I was disappointed in that, though. I was disappointed that we never got the information of who Jimmy Woo's person is. They just dropped that. That's bad storytelling. That's no, like, you set yourself up for failure because you were thinking that it was going to be a bigger surprise than it was. They just never resolved that plot line. Right. He's like, I'm here to look for this person. Never mind. And, like, they did that with a couple other things, too. Like, 
Darcy in that last episode. She pops up just to run into Hayward. And then they're like, hey, where'd Darcy go? And they're like, ah, she left. <laughs> so you didn't have anything for Darcy in this episode. You know? I don't know. I feel like. White Vision. White Vision goes like, hey, I'm Vision. I, See ya. I, I, I didn't get that. I'll be honest. I did not get that. Like he shows up. They do the cool ship of Theseus thing. He goes, no, I can see that you are Vision and moves on. I'm glad that they didn't kill off the character again. But if he's Vision now, he should have stuck around and been like, yeah, I'm going to help my wife. (laughs) Not just, I'm out of here. (laughs) He does have the memories. I didn't get it. Yeah. What do you think about the ship paradox? Um, just in general? Yeah, like, I mean, we're both in agreement. That's awesome that that's how they settled the argument and everything, but do you subscribe to the theory that one is or the other one isn't or whatever? In in terms of him, I don't, I wouldn't say that one is and the other one isn't because if White Vision is the one that actually died, you know, that's that would make him the true vision, except the one that we saw throughout the series has the attachment to Wanda. So for this series, he is the real vision. He's our vision, you know? Yeah, that's how I see it. To me, consciousness trumps physicality. So if you were able to like download your memories and put that on a computer and you your body passed away, you would be the memories in the computer. And if you put those memories in a different body, then that would be you. You would just be in a different body. Right. But if you just took your body and you put somebody else's memories in there, well, you're not you. You're you're the other person now because the other person's steering the ship. It's like when you buy a car. If you trade the car in, it's not your car anymore. It used to be. But somebody else takes that car. They buy it. They get the title and the deed and everything. And then they... That's their car now, you know? So White Vision is just a husk. And once regular Vision puts those memories in him, okay, now he's Vision. He's just got a little bit of, I guess, a strange fright just leaves. <laughs> I, I do think that that would have been a nice way to, like, end it, where, like, White Vision shows up and has all the memories and Wanda can, because this could have theoretically ended like most sitcoms do and they live happily ever after. Yeah. We have movies to build. I would have been very happy with, I still would have had, you know, lots of problems with the, the show and everything, but I would have been really happy with the ending being, she goes off and lives in that little cabin by herself. And then when she's drinking the coffee or whatever, white vision comes down and he's just kind of like, you know, Hey, you want to like, I don't know, make this our new home, have some kids, that kind of thing. Like, and then you know what? In the grand scheme of the MCU, I'd have been kind of fine if they don't pop up again. And they would have been like, that's that's a nice enough send off. I want the characters to continually pop up. For that matter, I want like Iron Man to come back to life and everything. So, I just give me more of these. But um, I'd have been cool with that. No, I agree. I agree. They could have ended happily ever after. Because, so I guess we, we could talk about 
the children now, which I thought was weird, even though that is actually how it happened, where she does kind of impregnate herself because she is so powerful. And she has these twins, but they're just, like, able to age themselves up. And it's, like, at first it's questioned, and then, like, the next episode it's just, I don't know, they're they're just ten. That is what they're... That's what they are. I didn't like that too much. I didn't mind that overall because they would have had to speed through it a little bit. Speed in particular would have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's got to get old enough to where he can do speed. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? And for a penny, and for a pound. Now the character, his backstory in my mind is he grows up and he's got a drug addiction. <laughs> the, uh, the, the little kids, they were good. I don't know if they're going to bring them back if they bring the kids back. Because I'm kind of assuming that Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is going to end where she has the kids again. So maybe the kids will come back. But maybe not. I don't know. They're definitely setting up Young Avengers. That's for sure. Because you got Stature in the Ant-Man films. You got Hawkeye. Um, well, I guess you couldn't do that with Monica now. Because Monica's past that age. But like... They can play into a lot of these. Uh, Miss Marvel is coming out. Shut up. So she's going to do that. I, you know what? Alright. Like... Grand time? on me. I, I can't stand... I can't stand it. I don't care that you're a character who writes fan fiction. I don't care if it's relatable. It's But dumb. she's a blogger and she's got a YouTube channel. No. And doesn't that make it just so quirky? No, it doesn't. <laughs> and, you know, maybe that's because I'm 27 and I'm just good with having Peter Parker be Spider-Man. <laughs> like that's, you know, listen here. I I think I draw the line at Miss Marvel. Just because, like... Yeah, I don't like the Miss Marvel character either. Because at any point in time, that entire story can end with, and that's the end of my fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, that's... God, I hope they don't go in that direction. I just, am I wrong? Like It could, though, yeah. But even just, like, I, the character doesn't do anything for me, where it's like... Really, the only thing that's going on with the character is she's supposed to be relatable. You're like, well, what's her story? She's relatable, isn't she? Because she's this, then this, and this, and this. Okay, but what's like the story? Because, look, Spider-Man is my number two favorite comic book character of all time. Batman being number one. I can relate more to Spider-Man than Batman, but I like Batman better because it's a more interesting story. Correct. And I can't at all relate to Superman with like having those powers. But I'm interested in that story of a character who has those powers. And when you take somebody like a Ms. Marvel and you're like, well, this is for teenage girls that are around like 14 who are from this background and they do this kind of thing and they, they've got this or whatever. I'm like, okay, well, first off, yeah, that doesn't speak to me because that's not what I am. But even more so, what's the story you're telling me? And if the whole story is, don't you feel like you're being represented? Well, I don't care. Peter Parker 
could be half Asian and I'm not. And the other half could be, uh, I don't know, uh, Hispanic. And it'll be like, okay, I'm neither of those things. Is it the same story? Okay, cool. So he's a kid in the Bronx and he's trying to do this and he's trying to, you know, like that, uh, not in the Bronx, he's in Queens. He's um, in Queens. You're thinking of Miles. Yeah, I'm, I'm merging the two in my, my head a little bit here, but. You uh, threw out another borough. What is it going to be a third Spider Man there? Staten Island and. Uh, <laughs> so that's where I get into like some problems with that. So a show like WandaVision, where it's just, you know, about somebody living a life through their sitcom and going through grief or whatever. I can identify with that, with going through grief and, and different things. But when you're telling me the story where the nosy neighbor is just the main villain and she, it's just the, I'm the same reflection of you, but I'm evil. I've told that a lot of times now. And I really wanted something like Mephisto to just kind of spice things up and, maybe nightmare or something or at the end of the day, it ends up being just a story of like, I know where this is going from the very first episode. And instead of ending that story arc by episode seven, they dragged it out to nine. I would also throw out there. I don't like that. This is very minor, but I don't like that. Agatha wasn't at any point in time old and like worn down because that's that's what the character is supposed to be she's like thousands and thousands of years old I thought that they were gonna make her age rapidly I thought at least at the end there you know mm-hmm. uh, uh, Wanda looked all weathered and all that you could have at least done that to Agatha I will say though I really liked Catherine Hahn Great. Fantastic. Now we got that meme of her doing the wink and everything too. Um, but she was great with like playing up the Agnes character, you know, uh, even though I'm not a fan of the genre when she's like, the only way Ralph would understand what our anniversary is, is if there was a beer called June 2nd, like that kind of like the delivery. Fantastic for that kind of stuff. She was a highlight for this whole thing for sure. Yeah. I was only wait. What was her husband's name? Ralph. Ralph, Bo- Ralph Boner. I just got it. So it, it, it ended up being the type of thing where that's not her husband. It's just the guy's uh, house that she took over. I just got There you go, folks. Real time. <laughs> <laughs> Real time shit. Because I just picked up on that. You're like, wait a minute. Like, Bruce Wayne is Batman? <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly. Bruce Willis was dead the whole time? <laughs> yeah, that's like, you're setting up Ralph. You're setting up, she's like, uh, she's got this husband and whatever, and it's like, no, she doesn't. It's actually just a neighbor. Crap. She could have been married to the devil. Could have been Mephisto. It wouldn't be fun, you know? Yeah. I like Agnes, though, outside of her just becoming a stereotypical villain at the end and not having more nuance. Another yeah. character that I liked, but I think that she didn't have as much to do as I was hoping, was Monica. Agreed. 
huge fan of the part where they were showing her blip uh, back from the whole um, Infinity War. Love that they did that. And they're like, uh, you know, she wakes up and she's just like, where's my mom? And they're like, that was five years ago. <laughs> like you know, That kind of thing. Huge fan of that. I really like Tiana Paris in the role. Didn't like how she got her powers. And then at the end, it's just sort of like, let me just go in front of the kids and I, I can do this now and whatever. And then I guess I'm just going to go not really contribute much to this. Well, what do you think they do with her in the future? Well, that you saw the, uh, the end credit sequence, yeah. yeah, where the scroll is like, you know, there's a friend of your mom's and he wants to meet with you up in space. I'm assuming that that's Nick Fury and that this is going to tie into Captain Marvel, too. Yeah. So it'll be like he's up in space. He's doing the, the sword thing. Monica's going to be one of like the primary agents of sword. And it kind of seems a little bit like the more that they keep hitting at Captain Marvel stuff. The more that Captain Marvel's not looked at as a very positive character, like um, she didn't seem too happy about Captain Marvel. I forget what Jimmy says. Jimmy's pointing out like, oh, Captain Marvel could have taken Thanos, and she's just sort of like dismissive of it, you know? Right. What do you think about the idea of making her Captain Marvel? Yeah, because she is in the comics for a little bit. Because she's Spectrum and Photon and Captain Marvel. Very into that idea. I still want uh, Carol to be Captain Marvel, and I want Monica to be Spectrum, or maybe Photon, depending on how they do it. But I want to see like her teaming up with Carol in the movie, and kind of do like. Not like a buddy cop type thing, but sort of like, because that's stuff too, because Carol, Captain Marvel sucks. Like the movie is not good. And that's because they set up this whole thing of you're, you're using too much of your emotions. And it's like, she doesn't emote in the entire movie. What are you talking about? Ah, you're so, you're flipping off. No, she's not. She's barely blinking. It's you're poorly woman, done. You're, you're being emotional, you woman. Like, it's like if she would have been emotional, then they could have done the whole, like, actually telling a story about how women are suppressing their emotions and everything. But she ended up playing it like she was this cold, emotionless person that they're always saying she's got all these emotions. And I'm like, you're just not playing it right. It's poor directing. Um, but the... The sequel to that, I have no idea where they're going with this because the scrolls are good. And what do you do? Like, they were supposed to get secret invasion at some point. I guess they just turn all bad. That sucks. We'll see. Maybe. Maybe it's a swerve. I'm going to just use it. Like, <laughs> the wrestling maybe, term. <laughs> you know, Captain Marvel might not be the most positive. Like, what, she's going to be a bitch? Like that kind of thing. Yeah, like, like, maybe, maybe it's like, hey, you know what? You're not the Captain Marvel we need. This person is Captain Marvel now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they could say, like, what fuck have you been these past decades? Like, we got attacked in New York. We had Ultron. You couldn't have popped up. Oh, uh, you're, you know, fighting on other planets. Now, what about your own home planet? Come on, Carol. 
you know? Yeah, you <laughs> So, I don't know. Maybe they'll address that in there. I'm assuming Monica's a part of that, for sure. Um, I don't know about Vision. I don't know if he's going to pop up in the Doctor Strange one. He uh, should. Wanda, of course, is definitely going to be in there. Uh, Jimmy Woo, I'm assuming, is going to show up in Ant-Man. Darcy's probably going to pop up in Thor. Maybe not, though. He doesn't have to. And I'm not expecting more, you know, of like the commercial man or something. <laughs> like, uh, going forward, Dennis the Mailman just keeps popping up. Don't show me, shoot me. I'm the, just the messenger. Oh, messenger. I like that guy. He's cool. I, I liked the, the people waking up and being like, please just fucking end this. Yeah. We, we, we just want to be okay and be with our families. We can feel your pain. This is torture. Like, I liked the morality issues as plain as day as they were. I thought that was good. Like, because everybody does deal with grief in very fucked up ways. And honestly, like, maybe this show is helping some 12-year-old kid deal with grief. And it's, like, we don't think about things from that perspective because we're so much older now. But who the hell knows? who's watching this and how this is affecting them. Obviously, if that is the case, then that's always positive if that is helping people out. But um, I don't, I don't think that this will help a lot of people with uh, grief looking at the way that Wanda handled it. Cause that's a really poor way of being like my, my issues matter more than yours. You're all in, con- in control <laughs> kind of a thing, but at least they, they turned her, somewhat good at the end like that although i don't know where, where do you think they're going with the whole idea of her studying the dark hold because that's it's, that's not a good thing to do you know uh, i think she knows that she has the power to do a lot of damage and they'll tease the idea of her being a villain but they won't go all over it. who do you think is going to be the villain of uh multiverse that could be Mephisto. They didn't set it up yet, but you never know. I think that's where we get Agatha again. I don't. Yeah. Going into the multiverse is the only way you can get something like a Westview popping back up. It's like, all right, bitch, I need you now. Let's go. Yeah, they set that up for sure about her saying, like, you're going to need me. And she's like, well, I'll know where to find you. So I'm looking forward to, to seeing her come back. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hiya, hon. <laughs> uh, what other standout things do we have here? I'm trying to think about like fucking voodoo child played in that one episode. I <laughs> just I popped so big for voodoo child. Like ah, oh, so it's such a good song. One thing I didn't talk about. I really liked the Modern Family stuff that they did. They it's nailed funny. that. She's full-blown Julie Bowen in those scenes. Great job for uh, Elizabeth Olsen on those. I thought every parody they did, they did well. Like, I enjoyed the intro that was a parody of uh, Mary Tyler Moore. And I thought the Malcolm in the Middle stuff was good. Even though, like, maybe, I don't know how well uh, seen that show is now but like i thought that was fun they did a good job giving that feel too 
It's just I the way that like the kids were like walking down the steps and like, you know, so mom was telling us about whatever and like that kind of thing. And then they did a, it was a lot of modern family, but for the intro, it was basically the office. Yeah. I, I thought that was good. Um, yeah, I, I like the little stuff like that. Um, let's see what else was there. Uh, the Halloween episode was fun. I enjoy seeing Scarlet Witch and Vision in their old costumes. Very comic book accurate. So if anybody goes, you got to always do it exactly how it is in the comics. No, you got to update it. You can't have them literally in spandex. Although I want my X-Men in spandex. I mean, you can update it, but like, let's let's see what we can do here. After 21 years, you want the, uh, what did you expect? Yellow spandex to actually yeah. be real? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I want the yellow spandex. I like uh, that that more tactical, like uh, the way that like the Spider-Man outfit looks, and the way that like Captain America was like the kind of padded sort of thing. I like that a lot better. I just don't want like the all black. You know? Yeah, you got to give them some flair. Like Cyclops should have the X-Men logo on them and everything too. Um. But yeah, all in all, this is a thumbs up, you know, like, I, but again, for me, this is just like a massive break for context. I, I was using this show as like, uh, all right, I'm not going to focus on work anymore. Just going to, you know, shut my brain off and WandaVision. And this show was perfect for that. I put a little bit too much stock into it because we've been on a drought. So I was just like, just give me more MCU. And I was disappointed that this is what we got out of that. I think that if they would have put Falcon and Winter Soldier first, I mean, it it might not play out that way, but I kind of feel like I'm going to like that one better. And if maybe that came first and then we went over to this, I'd be like, all right, well, at least it's a change of pace and, you know, because I don't think that this was supposed to be the first one. I think Falcon Winter Soldier was supposed to be the first one. It was. But then again, we would have already had seen Black Widow by then. So maybe there's a reason why, but that was supposed to come out in like two weeks or something. So we still haven't seen Black Widow. I don't know what they're doing with this. I mean, they're clearly trying to push Black Widow off because they want it in theaters. But at a certain point, you can't just keep pushing things off. You got to put it somewhere. So it's another discussion for another day. You, you were feeling a drought. You're not in any way burned out on the MCU. Nah. Because they've announced a lot of shit and you're just like still like, yep, give it to me. If we c- start seeing more of this, where I watch nine episodes, nine weeks in a row, and I feel like I, I didn't get nine episodes worth of sitting down and watching it, then I'm going to get burned out. Because I did check out everything. Uh, I didn't watch Runaways. I didn't see the last season, maybe the last two of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't remember which. The last one that I saw of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it ended with Coulson dying. So I don't remember if that was the second to last season or what. So I didn't get too far in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think I watched like the first season. I never saw Cloak and Dagger. I watched and I one episode. Those things threw me off because they were like, 
they're supposed to be connected, but then you could very easily tell that they weren't. How, like how, I don't know. They were on a lot of different platforms and after a while, as lazy as it sounds, something like that is a massive disconnect for me. And shows like Iron Fist just weren't good. Right. Like Daredevil was great. Wasn't there a whole running joke about like how fans of Iron Who's the guy that they were tweeting that Danny Rand? Yeah, he was like, Yeah, there's lots of fans of Daredevil and Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Feige was like, uh, I think somebody had asked him <laughs> Like, uh, are you going to just dis uh, like disavow those series? And uh, he said something like, "Well, I think that there's fans of Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage that would disagree with you, or something." And it was like you didn't mention Iron Fist. <laughs> He'd be like, "And that's exactly what I said," <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> but like the first season, Punisher had like some great stuff on it, you know. Very good. It's, it's just there's. There is a certain level of oversaturation, but with the movies in particular, if my least favorite of the movies is Thor The Dark World, or Doctor Strange, or Captain Marvel, it's one of those three, forgetting which one I actually said was my least favorite, I think it might have been Thor. Um, if those are my least favorite ones, they're still better than a lot of other movies. Like I, I can still pop in Thor Dark World and, and watch it and enjoy it. It's just nowhere near as good as like Winter Soldier. Yeah, I think we're doing the Bond thing again, and it kind of comes down to stuff like that where Spy Who Loved Me is good. It doesn't mean I'll like pop it in and watch it. Just like for me, you know, Spider Man Homecoming, great film. I don't know if I'll ever fucking sit down and watch Doctor Strange on just a whim. You know? Yeah. Like, I can't see myself revisiting WandaVision ever again. Man, I know people who have literally spent so much money on every single pop figure, every single button and pin that they released for the show. Like, people spent money on this franchise, don't they? There's people that like Betty Boop. There's <laughs> <laughs> probably some crossover there. There's a there's a crossover between that, uh the people that really like I Love Lucy, the people that get tattoos of Marilyn Monroe. Uh <laughs> she's an icon, okay? Yeah, not my not my thing. But I I liked that they did something different. I just wish that they would have done it better. Maybe it's the show runner's fault more than anything. Maybe it's a Matt Shackman. What else has he done? Let's see. Maybe I've seen something else that he's done that I could be like, Oh, well that was so much better. Or like, no, okay. That makes sense. So he doesn't look like he's been a showrunner of anything really in particular. He was a supervising producer and, Co-producer and executive producer and everything for It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I love that series. So he got that going on for him really well. For how many episodes? 
uh, supervising producer for 25, 17 episodes as co-executive, uh, 15 for producer and 10 for executive producer. Ah, he's been a part of that from 2008 up until 2017. It looks like he's probably been a part of like some of my favorite episodes. That's not bad. And he's directed a couple episodes of some things here and there. He, I, yeah, he directed 43 episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. If he did that, then, I mean, come on. That's great. He did an episode of The Boys, which I think is great. So he's got the chops. There's yeah. a disconnect for you. And part of it's the whole genre type thing, but a good, good part of it is just I felt underwhelmed. I felt like this could have been a two and a half hour movie. And I would have been like, eh, it was all right for a one shot type of thing, but let's not do a sequel. And I'm hoping that there's not a, a sequel to this. I don't think that well, they can get away with it, really. I want there to be some type of follow up because if not, then I would have preferred they just end up happily ever after. Yeah, I mean, the, the follow up will be Multiverse of Madness, but I don't want like season two of WandaVision. That's what I mean. Yeah, they kind of said, we're not getting it. Whereas something like Falcon and Winter Soldier, I think that there's, depending on what the story is, I think that there's a chance that you could do a sequel to that. I don't think you could do a sequel to WandaVision, because what are you going to do? You're just going to pick some more TV shows, and just she she does the, the same thing again? Well, that's what I kind of said, like, well, she can't keep doing this. And she just becomes like... Okay, this one's married with children, and this one is uh, you go a different route with it, and you go through different shows. Like, all right, this season it's just going to be twenty four. <laughs> like it's not all sitcoms; it ends up being yeah. Like, uh, now it's house, and they're in the fucking hospital. <laughs> Seinfeld for one, and then it's all animated, and it's um the Simpsons something like uh like an anime, you know. I mean, like, if if they didn't take themselves so seriously, that's a place they could go with it. But it's probably better that they take themselves seriously. Yeah. I'll always vote for serious with a little bit of humor rather than isn't this quirky. That's probably why I, I won't quirky. like uh, Ms. Marvel. <laughs> but I hate quirky for the sake of quirky. I think that's yeah. a, that is a, a trait of the people of today. And uh, I'm not a fan. Fully agreed. So, this is a very like free flowing, all over the place yeah, chat. It is. <laughs> Hopefully, you guys have enjoyed it. Um, I don't have any other things I can think of to talk about. Is there any other kind of elements you want to pick apart or anything? Uh, well, we when we talk about Bond, we talk about music. Did you like any of the music here? Like, did you enjoy? Um, I mentioned Voodoo Child. They had the monkeys. They Dream Believer, which I thought was a great use of that song. Um, what other songs did they use? I hate that. One of the things that's been stuck in my head is one division, one one, one division. Because I'm one, like, I don't, I don't like it, but it's stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah, that's me with the Agatha all along. It's like, oh fuck, here it is. It's not leaving. <laughs> I do think, uh, yeah, but Monkeys, Daydream Believer, great song. 
Voodoo Child, great song. I can't right now think of anything else that they used, but when it called for it, they nailed the eras, even though Tony doesn't like Yakety Yak. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Fun times. I give it more of a thumbs down than a thumbs up. I'm giving it a solid thumbs up. Well, then you guys have to break the tie in the comments below. Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle, and then we still have a tie. (laughs) Maybe if that's the case. I do think it comes down to like different levels of interest. Like I think when it comes to the MCU, you're far more invested than I am. So I'm kind of just like, yeah, this is fun. And you're just like, but you're ruining this. Yeah. <laughs> it could be more. <laughs> like, and we do that a lot of times around the smart guy moment stuff where I'm like, I'll get really sideways about something. And you're just like, I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> and like, if you want more of that kind of stuff, you'll listen to that every feed of a kill series because I'll be like, the gun barrel doesn't look right. And other people will be like, who cares? And I'm like, I care. <laughs> you yeah, know? literally. And you'll hear this as they start to roll out. In like the past four episodes we've recorded, Tony's been like, I didn't like the music. And Callum and I will go, I didn't really strike us at all whatsoever. <laughs> You're like, I didn't even hear the music. And I'm like, the part where it's like, da, 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 da. And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm fully invested into the MCU where when they do little things that bug me, I can let it go, but when they do big things that bug me, like the Mandarin twist, then I'm just like, fuck you, middle fingers to the end of time kind of a thing. Or like um I like when they do something really good too. Like I really like that Tony Stark is the one that created Ultron. I think that that's significantly better than Hank Pym being a part of that. And then I go, you know what? That should be the continuity going forward and everything. MCU is, like, perfect. And then Captain Marvel comes out. I'm like, ah, crap, it's not perfect. <laughs> and then, you know, this is one of those downward slope ones where you figure the last couple of movies that we had seen were, like, Endgame was just phenomenal. You got Cap wielding Mjolnir. Like, how can I not just be all giddy in my seat? Eh, if I'm gonna have to get a wand division to get that, I'll I'll take the hit, you know. <laughs> but like you said, so if there's gonna be like an oversaturation, if at some point when we watch uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier and when uh, Loki comes out, and if Black Widow's not all that great, and the Hawkeye show, and She-Hulk, and Secret War, and whatever I don't know, Secret Invasion and Armor Wars merging them together there. Uh, if I start realizing that like the Disney plus shows are not all that great, it's going to be harder to watch them, but I'm going to watch every single one of them. Of course. Yeah. Like uh, for my side of things, you know, I've always considered myself overall more. I, I want to say pro Marvel. I've realized lately that I'm, I'm very DC and I'm very like, talk to me when the Batman comes out. I'd see if I'm not like sideways about yeah. everything because it's not animated, and I'm just like, oh, he could have done it better if it was animated. Yeah. Dicks. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's that's Marvel's one division. Uh, two weeks from now or so, I think it's the start of Falcon and Winter Soldier. So 
we'll probably do like a first impressions thing for that too. And kind of like that idea, do the first impressions after the first episode, do a full season breakdown afterward. I think that that works. I think that works too. I want them to release what if, because yes, animation, yes, random, you know, what if this happened? What if that happened? It's right up my alley. So I'm hoping we get that before the summer. I want them to have like a compilation episode of very quick ones that they didn't want to make a full thing. Where so they did that with this thing called Pixar Popcorn. I didn't like it. I don't want. Yeah, that that I didn't like because that was just we don't even <laughs> want to have the voice cast. We'll just have Buzz Lightyear doing some jumping jacks. I didn't see the point that in that. So lazy. But I want to see like you can't get you can get a full episode of like the Marvel zombies. I don't think you can get a full episode out of what if Tony Stark did build uh didn't build that with a box of scraps <laughs> and box of scraps guy did. Then it's like you can't get, you know, 20 minutes out of that. But I just want like a two minute thing where it's box of scraps guys like, woo, I'm Iron Man, you know, like that kind of thing. We're like, uh, you know, what if. um say like the the food changes to a different food in a certain scene you know just like play around with some weird ideas like that give us like a 10 second clip of something else yeah i i'm very much all for that that's stuff to look forward to. There's plenty of other things coming your way from fanboysanonymous.com that's going to be on the marvel stuff, on the dc stuff. Uh, eventually, Zack Snyder's Justice League is going to come out. Oh, that's coming out like soon. Pretty it? soon, I think. Somewhere in March or April. And when that comes out, that'll be a four-hour immediately sit down and watch that thing and have a whole lot of stuff about that. And, you know. and I convince you to watch it, like, full-on watch it. But I can give you first reactions as it happens, or would you want to, like, analyze I'm about 50-50 on that. Part of me thinks a four-hour, like, immediate fan tracks would be kind of fun. To just be like, okay, so they did this differently. Oh, okay, that's whatever. But then another part of me thinks I'd probably be staring at the screen so much and not talking that when anybody's listening, they'll just be like, this is boring. I'm just, you know, this guy's not even talking yet. Tony, we need content for a couple movies. You can't just, like... (laughs) (laughs) get away and everything uh, I went through all my notes did all this kind of stuff uh, plug wise though other things that we have going on um, I mentioned before if you were listening to us doing our pro wrestling stuff here and there go to smartcatmoma.com and you'll hear us talk plenty of stuff about pro wrestling yeah where we can actually say things like swerve and going over and heal yeah like the uh, the dusty finish that happened with this and you know uh, it was just some outside interference <laughs> instead of being like, oh, Monica came in and, you know. <laughs> Runes are kind of like a cash-in that you don't see coming, you know, like, <laughs> they're just there. Why don't people just do that all the time, then? How come, like, Doctor Strange doesn't just set that up across the entire world and just keep it there and just make it to where it's, like, invisible so nobody sees it? And then that way, nobody on Earth can ever do anything except for him. There you go. Haha. Uh-huh. Because then he's OP. You can't do that. He already is OP. Eh. 
Dormammu, I've come to bargain, is one of my favorite bits <laughs> in the MCU. That is great, yeah. So, yeah, um, check out what's happening there. Check out the Review to Kill pro- uh, podcast. Check out whatever I've got going on at Tony Mango. Check out what Rob's got going on at Dude Felice. Yeah, you can check out what I've got going on over at Fightful.com and WrestleZone.com. I would love to do more with fanboys and, like, maybe when we figure out what they're doing with E3, talk some video games. But, like, uh, you know, stay tuned. Because that's all coming in the future. And if you definitely want to make sure that we do more, hit up the Patreon. Even a dollar a month can go a long way. Even just on the morale side of things. Because the more uh, people that donate a buck, the more I'm like, oh, okay, you do like us. So <laughs> then uh, keep that in mind. There's also the Pick Your Poison tier where you can request something. So if you really, really want us to do some kind of a fan tracks for a movie or you really want us to talk about something and do like a group meeting thing or whatever it might be, then toss that idea our way. And once you sponsor it, then, you know, we'll do it. That's kind of the point. And whatever is happening next, as long as you're subscribed to the channel and you ring that little notification bell, you'll be aware of when the next video gets posted. But if you check smartcapmoment.com and fanboysanonymous.com, we do things outside of the podcasts. So, you know, we've got articles that are up that have no podcast related thing. And, um, one of the things that's going to be coming up soon is uh, video game related. We did the Pokemon mock draft and we're going to have a bonus features where we're going to battle it out. We're going to see who's the very best. So that's a video game thing. If you're interested in that, I got some ending Marvel stuff that I'm thinking about writing up here and there whenever I get a chance where it's like, how would I end this character from the Marvel universe? What would it be like how I would wrap up Tony Stark's story or how would I wrap up the uh, the Peter Parker story or, you know, some different things. So I don't know. Toss some ideas my way. I'll work them in there somewhere. And until the, the, the next time that we see you, hopefully you had a great day. Hopefully you're staying safe. And that's it. It's time for us to geek out.